Bringing a novel therapeutic to market is an art. Hear Veristat thought leaders as they draw on their specialized expertise to offer insight on timely, relevant topics that impact clinical development, the regulatory landscape, and patient access to these novel therapies. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Art Podcasts, Advancing Revolutionary Therapies, a podcast series presented by the Centers of Excellence at Veristat. My name is Mara Hollinger, Senior Vice President of Regulatory Affairs here at Veristat, and I'm delighted to be part of Season 3, a dedicated series of regulatory podcasts on topics that cover everything from smart regulatory strategies to maintaining continued regulatory compliance to the influence of health authorities on clinical trials and more. Today, I'm joined by Kim Cohen, Principal Regulatory Operations Publisher, and Jen Harmon, Manager of Regulatory Operations, both also with Veristat, to discuss today's topic on marketing application best practices from a publishing perspective. So welcome, Kim and Jen. I'm very excited to have you here today. Hi, Mara. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. Kim and Jen will be guiding us through some key publishing strategies to consider when planning your marketing application. Since marketing applications can be extremely complex and take hundreds of hours to complete, we hope that sharing these best practices will make the process a little less daunting. So Kim and Jen, I'm going to kick it over to you to just get us started. Sure. So the first critical step for publishing marketing applications is holding a publishing-specific kickoff meeting early in the process, which could be upwards of a year out from the submission target. It's important during this meeting to discuss overall timelines, rolling receipt of documents, and delivery processes. During this meeting, we'll also highlight important milestone targets for document delivery for which the sponsor and publisher should be aligned. And this is Kim. Another important part of the discussion is to ensure a basic understanding of the entire publishing process and the steps that go into making document submission ready including document level pre-publishing, ECTD or electronic publishing, QC processes, and final review and validation leading up to submission. We find explaining these processes early on helps sponsors understand how our timelines are developed and encourages teams to stay on track. There are a considerable number of hours required for publishing just due to the extensive number of documents and files that are part of a marketing application. Okay, so it sounds like these submissions can get pretty complex. Would you be willing to share an example of the size of an NDA or a BLA that you've seen in the past? Sure. So an NDA we previously submitted came in at a whopping 8.3 gigabytes containing about 2,700 files. The module two sections alone contained about 1,500 hyperlinks, all of which, of course, needed to be created and QC'd by our publishing team. Another important item to consider is establishing the sponsor reviewers and decision makers as early as possible. We recommend a primary sponsor contact, but if that's not feasible, a point of contact for each module is acceptable. Overarchingly, good communication is the key to a successful submission. Okay, thank you both. Jen, I heard you just say that you consider communication to be key. Can one of you talk a little bit more about what you consider to be the best strategy to facilitate regular communication? Sure. So the best strategy is to have regular team meetings. These may start less frequently in the beginning of development and then increased weekly as we get closer to submission. 
Do all points of contact need to attend or could you have representatives for each module? So that's a great question. We've seen it both ways where all the contacts attend or we have module specific meetings such as CMC, non-clinical and clinical. We're flexible to accommodate the sponsor's preference as we understand how limited everyone's time is. So more focused meetings may be appropriate. With that said, however, it is important that a primary sponsor contact attends all publishing meetings. This just helps manage all the moving pieces of a marketing application on the sponsor side. And this is Jen, just to add further, during these team meetings, we'll populate a table of contents tracker for each module. Publishers rely on this tracker to build the submission, so it's important that the content aligns with the sponsor's expectations. Yes, absolutely. And once the module contents are defined, we use our meetings to track timelines for final documents and make updates for any content changes. This allows us to identify late-breaking components and plan accordingly. As many documents are linked together and a delay in one can have a trickle effect on others, especially if there are external hyperlinks needed. Kim, I just heard you use the word delay, which I'm sure is a word that sponsors don't like to hear. So do you have any examples of how the team has worked with timeline delays in the past and helped to mitigate those? Yes. So one example that comes to mind is when we receive final documents, complete our publishing and QC processes, and then the documents are later updated by the sponsor. So when this happens, we review the updates with the sponsor and try replacing only individual pages versus the entire document, allowing us to save time with QC and preserve most external hyperlinks. This approach does not always work as it is dependent on the extent of the updates. However, we certainly try to do this whenever possible. And another example we've employed is adding placeholders in the ECTD backbone for documents that we know will be late. This allows us to create the necessary external hyperlinks, and then once we receive the final version, we simply replace the placeholder document and the external hyperlinks stay intact. Great example, John. So these strategies definitely help avoid significant timeline delays. And one additional fairly simple way to reduce timeline delays is to leverage previously submitted materials, as these would have already been formatted and pre-published to guidance specifications. These documents can be provided from either the sponsor's third-party publisher, if applicable, or from the actual agency submissions. This certainly saves time with pre-publishing and QC. And lastly, as mentioned earlier, if we are aware of late-breaking documents, we can add resources to ensure the final submission stays on track. Communication is definitely key throughout the marketing application process. Thanks for those great tips and tricks on mitigating timeline delays. Can you speak a bit more about what the typical publishing timelines are for a marketing application? Absolutely. So our timelines are determined by a few factors, but the most critical is delivery of documents to publishing on a rolling basis. In fact, we prefer to begin receiving documents as soon as the publishing kickoff meeting occurs, 8 to 12 months prior to submission. We encourage sponsors to send final documents as soon as possible. In our experience, the final push where multiple publishers get involved is usually in the last four to six weeks. It sounds like the process definitely requires time and dedication from both publishers and the sponsor. Are there other timeline consideration that sponsors should keep in mind? Uh, yes, so another timeline consideration is the state of documents when they arrive to publishing. At Veristyle, we are accustomed to guiding small and mid-sized sponsors through the submission process, including document formatting. 
And to achieve consistency across all documents and modules, we recommend authoring in an ECTD template suite. This helps reduce formatting time and ensures a cohesive application. It's also important for sponsors to indicate where they want links to external documents. This will help eliminate any guesswork for publishers and facilitates a smooth publishing and QC process. And one additional recommendation is for the sponsor and publisher to decide on a depository for final documents. This helps signal to the publisher that a document has undergone its required internal sponsor checks and is approved for publishing. It's critical to maintain proper version control throughout the process and keeping final documents separate from previous drafts is a must. Excellent. Thank you. Are there any other best practices for marketing applications from a publishing perspective that you'd like to share before we wrap this podcast? Uh, So I've hinted at this before, but publishing module four and completed module five CSRs first is typically the best place to start. This has become a best practice for a few reasons, but largely because these are the foundation for module two linking and contain the bulk of reports. Both of these can also be approved earlier in the publishing process, leaving time for late arriving components. Another critical piece, just to add for modules four and five, is obtaining submission-ready data sets as early as possible. With ever-changing technical requirements and the risk of rejection at the gateway, it is important to work closely with the publisher to ensure requirements are met. And for sponsors who may need additional data set reviewer support, we can engage our biostats and programming team here at Veristat for further guidance if needed. In summary, we've highlighted best practices for publishing a marketing application, but of course there are many more. By implementing these strategies, you will be well on your way to a successful marketing application submission. So thank you, Kim and Jen, for the discussion. I'm so glad we could get together and get your take on these topics. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks, Mara. Veristat has a wealth of experience in all facets of clinical regulations and can help you develop a detailed strategic plan tailored to your product that will reduce your regulatory risk. I encourage you to listen to future episodes of our regulatory podcast series and to reach out through the links available on the Veristat website. You can also subscribe to Art Podcasts on your favorite podcast player. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to Art Podcasts on your favorite podcast player today.